0: You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders Bill Harmon and Heather Valley, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well planned, well invested, and well protected.
1: Hi, I'm Bill Harmon, and welcome back. For those of you who are just joining us today, we've launched this new series to bring you the latest news and insights around broader workplace trends. I'm here today with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Heather Valley.
0: Hey, Heather. Hey, Bill. You know, uh, I'm really happy to be back here for another episode. This has been a fun adventure. So we've said it before on this platform, but one thing we're always interested in hearing more about is data and analytics. So much of what we do, both within our company and the industry at large, can not only benefit from, but is driven by data. We heard some great insight through the lens of research from Carrie Setti a few weeks ago, who brought us the broad consumer view, and we're fortunate enough today to have our own in-house expert who takes a look at trends based on actual actions of participants.
1: And that's a good point, Heather, especially coming out of the year of COVID that we just all experienced. And looking at uh, the actions of our retirement plan participants and where they're taking us has never really been more important. So here with us today to talk us through that is our very own data expert, Tom Armstrong. Hey, Tom, welcome to the pod. Why don't you tell our listeners you know, a little bit about your background? And you know, we, we all know you as our data insights king, but maybe give our listeners some background.
2: Sure. Thanks, Bill. i uh, so glad to join you and Heather and, and actually the whole audience here today. I'm responsible for data and insights here at Voya. So uh, what that means is I'm researching how our customers are behaving, and also doing some work within our Voya Behavioral Finance Institute for Innovation to test different treatments about how we can influence behaviors in a positive way. So I'm really looking forward to sharing what we've uh, seen and and studying in both participant behaviors and participant sentiment over the last year or so um, as we try to help customers uh, save for the future.
1: Yeah, you're right. And boy, obviously, there's been a lot to study over this past year. So really knowing where to begin is tough. But I'm going to start with something I think our listeners might be interested in hearing. So let, let's start with participant actions. We saw these the volatile markets going up and down and in all sorts of different directions last year. And with that, one might assume that individuals made changes to their retirement accounts as a precautionary move. But tell us what you
2: saw. Sure. Thanks, Bill. Um, yeah. Wow. Great question, actually. Um, saying that we had market volatility last year is probably an understatement although we saw some spikes in trading volumes last year, uh, I think the good news is that most participants actually did stay the course in 2020, uh, which actually I think connects back to what Carrie Setti had mentioned in, a, in an earlier podcast in terms of what she saw from broad consumer research that uh, people were indeed actually quite resilient even during what would amounted to a very challenging year. So as you suggested, I am sort of the data guy here at FOIA, and I'd be a bit remiss if I didn't include a few facts to support that resilient theme and and perspective, I guess. If I first look at trading behaviors, just focusing on that topic, the fact that was that 95% of our participant base actually stayed the course and and didn't actually make any investment trades in 2020. And in addition, we actually saw 94% of participants, you know, didn't change their future investment elections either. You know, all of this is good news and probably a combination of, uh, I would suggest, constant and ongoing education coupled with uh, maybe just a bit of investor inertia. On the loan and hardship front, when we look at at sort of those behaviors, only 4.4% of participants requested a loan or hardship in 2020, which in 2019 was actually 3.8%. So all things considered, and given the magnitude of, of the pandemic, uh, this is really not a huge increase, albeit you know fairly impactful to some. And then finally, one of the one of the biggest things we saw, which actually might be surprising, is that for those participants that changed their savings rate during the last quarter of of last year, seventy percent of them actually increased their savings rate. So it's interesting. We've seen this positive savings behavior, uh, and we're going to be carefully monitoring and studying this year how. Things like stimulus payments and the reopening of the economy impacts those savings behaviors as we move into further into 2021. You know, one thing I did want to mention is that from a plan design perspective, uh, things like auto features, including auto escalation and re-enrollment in plans, continues to really be a meaningful driver of ongoing improvements to participant savings rates. And um, interestingly, it seems like those are holding true even more so during the pandemic last year.
0: You now, Tom, those are um, really fantastic statistics about participant actions. Do you have any insight into how participants are feeling these days?
2: Yeah, sure. I love that question because we really do care about how people are feeling. We want to make sure that they're, you know, feeling good and confident about, um, about themselves, but also help figure out where we can help them uh, get on track and, and have improved sentiment. So, you know, in addition to monitoring participant financial behaviors, which we just talked about, we do indeed continue to measure and analyze how people are feeling. And similar to what Carrie shared in the first episode of the podcast, we have seen participant retirement sentiment decline actually during the pandemic. Uh, So it declined significantly during March. The great news is that by the end of the year, uh, by December of of 2020, it had fully recovered. So we saw a 15% decline and then a 15% increase right back to where we were at pre-pandemic levels with about 76% of our uh, percent of our customer base saying they have a positive retirement outlook by the end of last year. Um, so I think that really uh, shows that customers are resilient, um, not only observed by their behaviors, but this quick rebound in sentiment and confidence you know, further highlights their resilience and how they're feeling as well. You know, I do think it's important for all of us to continue to keep a close watch on both both these behaviors and the sentiment of our participants uh, so we can better tailor personalized experiences and messaging as we look to sort of establish a new normal uh, with the way we engage them post-pandemic.
1: You know, Tom, last year we had major legislation passed, and that was the CARES Act. And we were really keeping a close eye to say, well, how would participant behavior change through the CARES Act and some of the provisions that were made available, such as withdrawal provisions? Can you tell us a little bit about how you saw and certain trends or changes in participant behavior as a result of the CARES Act?
2: Yeah, sure, sure, Bill. Um, so, you know, I think first to set the stage um, and to frame some of the data I'll share in a minute, uh, Voya adopted an in a, a, a sort of an opt-in approach to allow employers to work with their consultant, their advisor, TPA, the uh, and quite frankly, the relationship team at, here at Voya to consider what was the best for their plan and their unique employee population relative to, to adopting each of the CARES Act provisions. And what we found in, in taking this approach is that across our book of business at FOIA, we saw about one in four plan sponsors adopt at least one of these CARES Act provisions. And then when we drill in and, say, and study plans that uh, allowed at least one of those CARES Act provisions, we saw that just over 150,000 of of those participants actually took advantage and processed uh, a CRD or a coronavirus related distribution. And each of those distributions on average was about $17,000. So as we discussed earlier, it was a relatively low percentage of participants that took a hardship or a CRD or a loan last year. Um, But we did see an increase in in hardships through this, this CRD provision. Not surprisingly, especially in industries that were more impacted by COVID-related shutdowns, um, we did find that a higher adoption of both those planned provi- provisions, but then also ultimately of the usage of those provisions. So industries like retail and hospitality, uh, where we saw more, more furloughs or, or folks uh, having hours cut back, unfortunately, you know, we did see a, a higher usage of those provisions in, in those different industries. You know, one thing I did want to share is that we had found even pre-pandemic, but it was actually sort of further reinforced uh, last year is that, you know, this lack of emergency funds that we've we've seen as an industry really does put retirement at risk. And it sort of was further illuminated, I think, last year through the pandemic. In fact, our, our data shows that, you know, about half of the participants actually don't have adequate emergency funds. And that's a huge issue for retirement because you know, without adequate emergency savings, um, we actually have seen people without those funds are 13 times more likely, for example, to take a hardship from their retirement plan, three times more likely to take a loan. And so clearly, uh, we're concerned about about this lack of emergency preparedness. Um, but the good news is, if, if there is good news here, that, you know, I think the the pandemic did illuminate the concern at both the plan level, the participant level, certainly at, at our level of, as a record keeper. And you know, I'm confident, though, that the work we're doing together in partnership with people like Nick Maynard, who you just recently had on, on the show as well from Commonwealth, will be able to start to close this gap and get more employees to, to be on a secure financial footing.
0: Speaking of trends, and uh, you, you've talked about a lot of things related to the pandemic, I wanted to switch and, and talk about something I think really worth highlighting, and that is particularly we are all engaged in a digital world that seems to be more digital than ever before. Is the correlation we see between greater retirement saving and digital engagement, you know, can you tell us more about what you're seeing on that front?
2: Sure. Yeah, we certainly live in a digital world. I think it's, it's, it's accelerating faster than, than we can imagine. Um, First, we saw an explosion in digital engagement last year. Uh, We actually saw 89 million digital interactions in 2020. So that's logins to our website uh, or mobile app, and that's up 44% from 2019. So not unlike our everyday lives, where we now uh, shop, socialize, work, and even order food online, uh, we're increasingly seeing retirement plan participants meet us in the digital space. And it seems based on data so far in 2021, that that shift to digital is going to continue. You know, digital provides us a a means to message more participants about their next best actions so we can help them improve their outlook. Another advantage of this shift to digital is it's also letting us test and learn more rapidly at scale. Uh, We've shown through some of our research that we can help people save more by making the right choice the easy choice, setting smarter defaults. We're also actually right now testing a variety of digital nudges and messages to help compel employees who are interacting with us to adopt emergency funds or to sign up for features like rate escalation to help get them on a better path for that financial future. Even if they can't save more now, let's try to get them to commit to saving more in the future. And so finally, while while digital is increasingly the channel of choice, we recognize that, you know, some participants are going to be more apt to, to be hands-off with retirement. Um, and that's okay. We recognize that we want to meet people where they are or in, in some cases where they're not. And, and so we as sponsors and consultants and record keepers in this profession, I think we can make sure that we have the proper sort of plan design um, and, and put them on a better path in that regard. So we did just release a white paper from the Voya Behavioral Finance Institute for Innovation that outlines plan design during challenging times. And I think this helps to illuminate some of the smarter plan design considerations to help ensure that even these unengaged populations are, are on a better path to, to a secure financial future. Tom, that's great.
1: As always, insightful, informative, and interesting, to say the least. Thanks for your time. And hey, we look forward to having you come back soon.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Heather and Bill, thanks so much for, uh, for having me on today. I- I look forward to keeping you and the rest of the audience updated as as we continue to sort of uncover uh, new insights in these these coming months.
0: And uh, to our audience, we want to say thank you again for tuning in. If you want to keep hearing more from us, remember to go to our show page and hit the subscribe button to be notified of each new episode.
1: Thanks, Heather. And also let us know if you're enjoying our podcast by giving us a review. Thank you all again for coming along on our journey today. Stay well.
0: This information is provided by Voya for your education only. Neither Voya nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.